everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Own Your Power Radio. Today, I am so, so excited and delighted to have someone who was a, a, a mentor to me without her knowing. <laughs> her name is Barbara Winter, and um, welcome to the show, Barbara. Thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this. Yes. So basically, the reason why I know Barbara has helped me and was a mentor to me through her book was, um, this is, she said this is one of the first printings. I know it's going to come out backwards, but it's called Making a Living Without a Job. Winning Ways. So the tagline is Winning Ways for Creating Work That You Love. The reason why I really, um, this book really helped me tremendously in the very beginning of my career when I was working a full-time job and then working, um, trying to make the transition to get out <laughs> and work for myself. And what I love is that this book, you can see Barbara, it's, it's dated, it's been highlighted, it's beat up, it's written in notes everywhere. One of the things that cracks me up now, I looked at one of the questions. You had a lot of self-flexion kind of questions, which I love. Mm -hmm. And one of the questions says, obstacles you will eliminate or manage. I had procrastination, phone and TV. And the TV, I, had, I didn't have a TV for five years, just so people out here don't believe me, but I, it helped me write finished books. Um, now I have Netflix and stuff, but you know, because <laughs> when you have a TV at home, oh my God, it's a, it's a nightmare when you're trying to get stuff done. Self-doubt, I can do anything is what I wrote. And then I said, public speaking fears to keep practicing. So a lot of people don't believe me. I was terrified to do public speaking. And now I got podcasts. You can't, you got to yank me off of the stage, you know? <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I think that self-employment is really a personal growth advanced course. Mm. And we learn to do all sorts of things that we thought we would never have to do or ever could do. And it's so wonderful yeah. when all of a sudden we discover that we have so many more options than we originally thought. Exactly. And I'm, I'm a big, big advocate of having multiple streams of income. Because even though I know a lot of people that have full-time jobs, I always say corporate America, they don't love you, unfortunately. And if they need to cut some, some money, they're gonna, you're the first to go. You know what I mean? So it's always just have something to fall back on. So let's talk about what inspired you to write Making a Living Without a Job. Well, I moved to Minneapolis from... Colorado in 1986. And I wasn't, I knew I was going to start a new business, but I didn't know what it looked like. And so I just started out doing all sorts of things like temporary work. Um, I can't think what you call it. Focus groups, participating in focus yeah, groups. I know that, yeah. They, and they, 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 I also was trying to meet people. So I, you know, I was really accepting invitations all the time. And one of the things that started to happen was I'd notice when I was at a party or something and someone would say, what do you do? And I'd start telling them about it. They'd go, oh, I wish I could do that. And I'd <laughs> say, you can. And then I would spend the rest of the night telling them how to do it. Right. And one day I thought, I would have a better time at parties if I could get everybody in a room all at once and explain this. Oh, wow. And so there was a new adult ed program in Minneapolis and I, I wrote a proposal for a seminar called Making a Living Without a Job and they put it in a catalog. And I thought, this is so radical. You know, we'll just have a few people that will come. 
Right. Well, a few days before it was scheduled, I got a call from the program saying, you better know how to make a living without a job. We've got twice as many people who want to come as we've got room for. So I think we added a second class right away. Oh, and, and, you know, it was so interesting, Simone, because I started my first classes by saying to people, how many of you came here tonight without telling anyone where you were going? Mm. And almost everybody would raise their hand. And I'd say, well, look around the room. You're not the only crazy person. <laughs> and you could just see the whole, whole room just kind of relax. Or right, maybe right, this right. isn't so far-fetched. Right. And so it that's really how it started. And the, the thing that I think is so interesting is that, you know, when we decide to start our own business, we think about it as a creative process, which of course it is, Right. but it's also an evolutionary process. And so when I started that first class, I had no idea that was going to become the foundation of my business. Right. And everything was going to grow out of that and where it was going to take me. And I think that willingness to experiment with our ideas is such a powerful tool. And we've all got it. Yeah. But a lot of us just think, oh, that's, you know, we dismiss ideas before we've tested them. That, that leads to my next question, because when you said we all have it, um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't realize their gifts that are innate for them, that are just easy and things that they like to do that are fun. They don't think people are going to pay, pay them to do it. Um, and I always tell people that's, that's their gift. That's their calling. It's something that you, you enjoy doing that's fun. And I always ask my clients, um, what would you do if you had all the money in the world? Well, how would you spend your time? And that's what makes them, it clicks like, oh, I would travel or I would write books or I would do recipes, you know, it makes you realize like, you know, because everything that I do, I, I, yes. you know, I mean, I need the money, but... <laughs> but I enjoy what I do, you know? So um, how do you help people uncover their secret gifts or their talents? That, you your... know, that's really interesting also what you said right at the beginning. I have a sister, my youngest sister, who was a, pub, a book rep for many, many, many years. A book and what? when she quit, pardon? What, what kind of, you said she was a book rep? Like an agent? Yeah, she sold books for Random oh, house. Gotcha. The bookstores mostly. Gotcha. So she called them bookstores. So when she started her first business, probably the first year I would go see her. Every time I come, she'd say, Is it really okay to get paid to have so much fun? Yeah. And I think ah. that there's that there's that dark idea lurking mm -hmm. that okay. So I'm miserable doing this job, but they give me money, so right. it's okay right. to do it. And oh, that's so I think that one of the other great gifts of self-employment is it forces us to examine our relationship with money. Mm. And for most of us, money is the last frontier. We have been limiting ideas about it from our adults that taught us and we carry them into our own life. And it, it really takes a while to get that all worked out. Right. I remember um, many years ago, I was visiting my mom in Florida. Um, she's no longer with us. But I remember um, I was on the phone coaching somebody and 
I'm like laughing and having a good time, you know, and, she, and then I was like, okay, bye. Talk to you later. Love you. And like most of my clients become like family and friends, you know, so I'm, I, I always say, I love you when I hang up on the phone anyway. So my mother said, that ain't, that's work. She was like, you sound like you're having too much fun. Like you're playing, like in her mind, it didn't register that that could be work that I'm having. People are paying me to talk to me. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. It was a disconnect for her, but um, she, she eventually got it. So now my next question is, how do you help people market? And I know this is a, a loaded question because there's so many different layers to this, but how do you help people um, give some tips on some a shoestring budget that they can do? Because I know that's one of the things with me that I learned how to do things, you know, really low cost to save money. So can you give us exactly. well, shoestring budget tips? <laughs> I, I I had one very popular seminar called I Hate Marketing, which is, you know, which often is an obstacle for people who want to start a business. They're really terrified at the thought of marketing. Right. And, you know, I like to point out most of us think about marketing as taking out ads and, you know, doing the things that big companies do. But when we're a small business, marketing is a whole different thing. And it really begins by identifying who our ideal customer is. And if we can figure that out, then the next thing we say is, where are they? Mm-hmm. You know, where are they hanging out? Is there a place where they gather together? That kind of thing. And we find ways to communicate. I happen to also be a huge fan of free publicity. Mm. And I just, in fact, I just came across a scrapbook, which I had totally forgotten about, that's just press clippings from after my book came out the first time. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, that just, I did also enormous number of radio interviews and all those things. And of course, now Zoom has sort of taken over and a lot of things happen on Zoom. So there are a lot of ways of marketing. And I think often when we have a, a very personal small business, we have to also remember that part of what marketing is, is that people connect with us in some way. So for instance, we look at experts and let, let's say financial experts. And there are dozens of them that have very similar information Mm-hmm. but their personalities are very different. Right. And I know like when I've seen Jim Cramer, who I just have seen in passing, he's always yelling. And I <laughs> think, you know, he's really popular. There must be a lot of people that didn't get scolded enough. Um, that they like it, you know, they like getting the information that way. But it's such a, you know, it's such a great reminder that there are people that will feel a connection to us. And if we really trust that um, and, you know, just start kind of asking ourselves the right questions, marketing becomes a whole different, different adventure for us, an important part of the business, of course. And that also evolves and is something we get better at and get more creative about as we go along. Right. And after we have like a base of happy customers, they be, you know, many of them become our marketing team and they don't even know it. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm, one of my biggest strategies that I use all the time and I try to instill it in my clients that have businesses 
are testimonials because there's a lot of people that are very humble and shy and they don't want to brag or they don't want to do a Facebook live. But I'm like, get, get your customers to write your testimonial, do a video for you or, or take a picture with your book or take a picture with you. Um, and that helps a lot because, you know, word of mouth is still like the number one way of spreading. It is. It's so powerful. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it just takes a little imagination to put it to work for us. Right. Um, I mean, even just, I just love the whole idea of networking for me to know I must have found you on Facebook and then for me to find you on Facebook, you become my friend. And I think I featured you as on a blog post or something. And then now we're doing it. So, and if you <laughs> somebody that inspired me back. I get and, and it's perfectly okay with me for you to do this, Simone. What do you mean? <laughs> of course not. I mean, it's free. Um, this has water stains in it. This book's been been through, been through the been through hell. <laughs> but um, I've kept it many years. What, 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 what year was this? 1993 is the book episode, the one I have. So I'm sure I got this. I think I got this like in 1997 or 98 or something like that. It was, and it, it wasn't until 2009 that we did the updated version. Okay. And the updated versions. You know, the basic philosophy has stayed the same mm -hmm. and the basic information. The, the thing that really made it different was technology. We have the internet now, which, yeah. and, you know, that technology. It have internet. This is more like mailing lists and things like that. Yeah. It's definitely different from back, from back in the day. But a lot of stuff is still very similar. Um, one of the things in here that I just noticed, um, you talk about signature. Yeah. I love you. I love how you talk about the, keeping it, making it personal. And that's a big part of who I am and how I run my business. Like people feel comfortable with me. That's my talent that I, I make people feel comfortable right away. And then like most of my testimonials say, I, I feel like I've known someone all my life or I only had one conversation with her and I feel like she was my friend. Or, so, you know, you utilize yes. whatever your talent is with personal touch is definitely my talent. Um, but yeah, this book, like I said, I highly recommend everybody get it because it definitely helped me tremendously. I was trying to find something in here. That um, a lot of stuff came true though. A lot of stuff that I wrote in him to manifest. All right. So next question is: There's a big one. What are some tips on dealing with the naysayers, aka haters? So usually, like you said, most people didn't want to share that they they wanted to make a living without a job when they came to the workshop because people would look at them like they're crazy. Get a good job. Keep a good job. So how do you deal with people that would think you're crazy because you want to do this? You want to be an entrepreneur? Well, first of all, you have to realize that. We are all um, have inherited industrial revolution thinking. And so that notion of getting a job is just ingrained in our culture. I'm finding it absolutely fascinating that after the pandemic, 40% of people who've been working from home saying, I'm not going back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going back to my job. And they're calling it, you know, the great resignation that there's like an epidemic and I'm just thrilled to pieces about that. Wow. But I think that that people have to realize it's going to happen because it's it's so ingrained in so many people's thoughts and not to be defensive. You know, let people say what they want to say about oh you should get a job and then just go do what you're going to do anyway. Right. But don't get defensive about it because you're not going to make, con you can't convert them. Right. You can't, you know, and I say that all the time. I'm not an evangelist. <laughs> I'm not out there saying to people, oh, you got to do this. 
Right. I want to talk to people who already want to do it and just need some tools to get themselves going. And, um, you know, and those are the people as an entrepreneur, you have to start surrounding yourself with. And a lot of people will say to me, I don't know anybody who's self-employed. Well, of course you don't, because you've been working in a boring job <laughs> and creative self-employed people don't want to be with you. Now it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Right. And they'll like being with you because you're going to be going to places where people get together and have lunch. And it's just like an idea fest. Right. And it's not at all. You know, I was my first job was I was a high school English teacher. And every day we had an hour off to go to the faculty lounge which was an hour of complaining. I was gonna and say, then you're I'm supposed to go back into the classroom and get excited about it. It was horrible. You know, at the time it was normal. And then later I saw what a damaging experience that was mm -hmm. to just, you know, grumble. And I think that a lot of people in many different uh, normal job settings, Complaining is part of the social interaction, yep. which is so Negative. sad yeah, because being with a group of self-employed people is nothing like that. Right. It's like, what exciting thing can we think of next? Yes, that is so true. You know, you know what was inspiring yeah. to me? Like when I did work in full-time jobs, when I would go to Starbucks, like even on my break, and I would see these people with their dogs on their computers, chilling, and they be there all day. And it's like, what kind of job do they have that they can just relax? <laughs> and then when it, when I became that person, it made me laugh because I'm like, wow, I know I used to know every Starbucks in Manhattan. I knew which ones to go to, which had the best comfortable seats. <laughs> and I'd be there all day brainstorming, writing. <laughs> and it and that's my heaven, you know what I mean? So um, or the li library, I, I would go there to write. But yeah, that I, you really can manifest it, and it's true. You have to be in the circle of people that are that are idea makers, they're creative, they're risk takers. You you're gonna have to make some friends, start networking, and and get to connect with those people. Yeah, and you don't need hundreds of them. Yeah, just a couple will inspire yeah. you. <laughs> five is five is my magic number, right. and I think the perfect you know group of really close um, collaborating kinds of is five people. Right. And that's not overwhelming. You don't, you know, have a huge amount of time that you're on the internet or the phone or whatever with them. Right. But they're they're, you know, the ones that you call on the day when you get a new client, and they're the ones you call on the day you lose a client. Right. And they get it either way. And you know, it's like, do you wanna do you wanna go to Starbucks and talk about it? <laughs> I had a girlfriend who was an accountant and what we would do is we, we'd coach each other. So every, we'd have like accountability calls every Friday and we'd say, okay, what's your plan for next week? What are you trying to accomplish? Oh, I need to get two clients. I need to do that, 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 whatever. And then she'd give me her list and then we'd follow up. Maybe in the middle of the week, we'd check in and then Friday would be out. Terrific. And that was like phenomenal because that really helped me get on the ball, you know? Yeah, uh, having an accountability partner is really powerful. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, I understand that. And that's, that's what coaching is. So if you need an accountability partner, I'm, I'm that girl. Uh, so um, let's talk about um, how do you own your power? So this is a big thing for me. 
and another thing I like to instill in, in my clients, because sometimes we're workaholics, we're going nonstop, we need to do things to give back to ourselves. So me time is a big reward. Um, and I think, funny enough, I, I call it a me time reward. I feel like I saw that in here. How would you reward yourself? Rewards you will give yourself. Listen to this. Um, you, I put spa treatments, shopping, vacations, and I actually put days off to be a bum. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, yeah, I personally think a change of scenery is just a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful tool for our imagination. If we get stuck, just jump in the car and drive someplace. Right. I mean, I've hardly driven during the pandemic. I have a four-year-old car, which isn't very old, that's and it true. just hit 9,000 miles. And that's, it's like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I have never had this experience before of owning a car that had so few miles. I think I went to the gas station three times last year. Oh my God. I know, it was you weird. You locked down. <laughs> but, but, um, I think that that it is also a really good idea to know what what really is a thrilling reward. And very often it's not big. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, a hot fudge sundae. Right. Or my personal favorite, a chocolate milkshake. Okay. From the right places. <laughs> About that. Uh, but you know, something like that. And I think it's very important to reward like even little victories, Mm -hmm. like finishing a project that we do something special. And of course, I would never be without chocolate. Right. Because you never know when you might need to celebrate something. Me personally, I I try not to include food too much because I'll just be a fat pig, you know. But but some I, I remember I had a client who said, "Can my re- reward be a um, smoking a cigarette?" I was like, "No, find something else." <laughs> your reward should be something that's, that's something good else. for you that yeah. adds to your your goodness. So, yeah. so the beach. I mean, well, I lived when I did live near the beaches. That was my one of my rewards. Um, definitely, you know, a bubble bath. You know, just little. It could be something little. It doesn't have to be something expensive either, like a spa treatment. It can be no, it like can. That. You're absolutely right. It can just be some just extra self care. And I guess for me, one of the things would be oh, maybe an hour in a bookstore would be nice. <laughs> you know, it, it, I know how I feel when I'm in a spot like that. And so identifying those places where we feel really serene and happy. And keeping them in mind, like, oh, yeah, when I finish writing this article, I'm taking myself there. And, you know, and like you say, it doesn't have to be big. Mm -hmm. It just needs to acknowledge our progress. And and we don't know how powerful that is until we start doing it. And, you know, for most of our lives, we relied on adults, bosses, other people, to acknowledge what we had done. And so giving ourselves that kind of credit is also a new experience. Yeah. And something we need to master and it isn't going to make us obnoxious. Right. Unless we become braggarts. <laughs> and I have not many, met too many self-employed people who are braggarts. 
Right. Even though they may love to tell you about wonderful things that have happened mm -hmm. as a result of starting a business. It's, one it's of just so darn healthy. You know, yes. it's just such a healthy, different way of thinking. And, and I tell people also, I've been trying to learn Spanish during the pandemic. Okay. And I've got to like, no habla espanol is about what <laughs> I got. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to learn it online and I really need to have a human to- It's, it's to easy to practice. When you, go, when you go away somewhere and you have no choice, <laughs> go somewhere, a Latin country. <laughs> exactly. Well, I fell in love with Mexico to my surprise a few years ago. And so that's the motivation. But I tell people too, becoming entrepreneurial is not unlike learning a second language. It's a whole different mindset mm -hmm. and it takes time to accumulate that mindset. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's practical. I have to use that word that we all hate. Patience mm -hmm. is required. I remember when I did make the transition, I was at a job that I could not stand. And um, I remember after work, everybody's like, come on, Simone, we're going out for drinks. You want to come with us? I'm like, nope, I got clients tonight. And they're like, oh, you know, fun. Or during lunch break, I'll be booking appointments or following up with clients. And, and in my head, I had the mindset of the second my money matches my salary, I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly yep. what I did. And people couldn't believe it. They're like, she's really leaving? I'm like, yeah, do so. See you guys later. Uh, <laughs> so um, with that said, I want people to be inspired by you even more. And I know the book is amazing, but you have other services. You do brainstorming service that you offer. So can you tell us about that real quick so people can find out? Um, about brainstorming is something I started during isolation in the pandemic. Okay. And the reaction I got from my family and friends was, I can't believe you waited. You didn't do this sooner. <laughs> and it turned out to be just wonderful. And I explain it on my website, which is joyfullyjobless.com. Okay. And it's on the front page there. But essentially, we just set up an hour Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. And beforehand, uh, the people I work with tell me what it is they want to sort out. And again, it, it's, it's very common. I just had an email today from someone who's like, I have so many ideas. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's I have so many ideas, I have no ideas. Now, and that, yeah. the results are the same either way, inertia. Mm -hmm. And so it's getting past that and like, okay, how can we get moving in this direction? How can we find that first idea? How can we find if you've got a big jumble of them? Mm -hmm. Which one do we start with? Oh, yeah. we just, you know, get focused. Right. And it has been so delightful um, getting to know all these people. And so that's, that's what brainstorming with Barbara is. It's like my undivided attention for an Wonderful. hour. Wonderful. And but then when I find, you know, once people are on my radar, like there's a woman I did a, a session with, I'll show you this, who started making greeting cards. She made paintings over the summer of her plants and turned them into note cards. They're beautiful. And she sent me this gift of them. And Aww. yesterday, Colorado Free University, where I teach in Denver, has a class coming up on 
how to turn your artwork into note cards. Wow. Well, of course, I sent it off to her. She's out east somewhere. And it was like, maybe you could add this as a profit center to your portfolio Mm -hmm. and start having classes like this. And I got a response back this morning. Oh, I love this idea. I'd love to add classes. So, uh, you know, there are some wonderful things that happen afterwards in in the event that if I come across something I think is a good resource for someone I've worked with. And I only do um, about two or three sessions a week and space them out. So, and only do one on a day. I wouldn't do more than one, even though it's only an hour long. And that really, you know, keeps me from having- You're burned, uh, burned out, yeah. Cause coaching really burn you out. You know, people don't realize we're, we're utilizing so much of our energy. And even though when we get excited for our clients as if it's our business too. So I, I know exactly how-, how Yes. Yeah, you have to really take time and take a break. So joyfullyjobless.com is where people- yes. go. Right? Yes. Joyfullyjobless.com. And they can sign up. They can learn more about you. They can follow you on Facebook. And um, please get show the others the, the right cover. Making a little right cover. <laughs> I have a collector's item. I need to send it to you so you can sign it. And I <laughs> so yeah, I, I promise you, if you get this book, it's gonna change your life. Um, it's amazing. And I'm 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 a big advocate of it, and I'm just so grateful that I finally got to meet you, not in the flesh yet, but at least get to see you and talk to you. Um, it's a start. Email. It's a start. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Where are you it. in California? Pardon? Where are you in California? I'm about 30 miles north of Los Angeles. Oh, good. And interestingly, where I live is really kind of a bedroom community for people who work in LA. A bedroom and I, I, Yeah. You know, people when they're commuters oh, they, okay. they sleep here essentially is what they do oh. and when I first moved into my condo I was surprised I had an early flight one morning and like there were cars leaving at six in the morning it's like you know it's only 30 miles to LA but a lot of people go farther traffic. into the city and the traffic's awful and then after I was here a little bit, it was like, oh, the kitchen is so tiny here. And I thought, of course, they assume that people who are commuters aren't going to cook. Right. They yeah. just have a fridge and a stove <laughs> and probably a microwave. Microwave and, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. Wow. And, um, you know, bowl of cereal in the morning and leftovers at night right. or takeout comes home with you. So right, right. Um, it's it's kind of ironic that I live in a place like this, but it's very quiet because there's no one around during right, the day. Gone. Yeah. They're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's one of the things I love about being being a self-boster is that... um. I can do my errands and there's no line because everybody's at work when I'm doing my errands. <laughs> oh, I I am an expert on crowd avoidance and I do the same thing. I know when to go. Right. I was so happy when Trader Joe's had senior hours, which they have now That's dropped, but at eight o'clock in the morning, they open. Good time to go. <laughs> Two in the afternoon? No. 
Right. It's, it's a line. Yeah. yeah. But, um, well, it was a pleasure, pleasure talking to you. And thanks again for helping inspire my audience, the Own Your Power family. And hopefully we can have you back again for part two. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm not, I'm right here. <laughs> well, thank I'd you. love to return. Thank you, Simone. Thank you so much, Barbara. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own your power. Own your power radio. Real soul and hip hop. Just the way you like it. My life sure ain't been no easy journey. Constant trouble all around me. Only the most high could protect me. But just enough so that I may see. My ever shoes those lessons wisely. Uncover those who do not truly have the best intentions for me. See what I had to learn.
Lessons. Word. 